Good morning and welcome to the In Bloom podcast. I am your host, Josh Bickford. Uh, this podcast is a daily conversation over our trusty cup of coffee on thriving in life and in real estate. Got a lot of uh, stuff to get to today. I am super excited about today's show. Uh, we must begin where we must begin with our drink of our favorite delicious warm beverage. Um, cheers, my friend. Yummy. <laughs> Uh, this week we have been talking about data uh, and kind of to be more specific with what we mean with that, because frankly, data is boring. Uh, we have been talking about um, individualizing data for your customers, uh, getting out of the filtered. The only kind of data we need to see is that it's a good time to buy a house uh, stuff and out of the national perspective of what's going on and diving into uh, your local market, diving into um, what it is that your clients actually need when it comes to uh, data and information versus what is available on the internet or what is spoon fed to us without us even looking for it. So um, today on, um, on my website, joshbickford.com, which if you haven't visited, I would love, I would love for you to go take a look and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, my weekly newsletter is out today. Uh, that is in the asset column. That's the name of the newsletter where I point out how to, um, how to create a tool, which we talked about in the podcast yesterday, how to create a tool so that you can pull a custom export off of your MLS and show your customers in real time what is going on in your market down to the zip code. It also forecasts forward. Uh, I would not use that to set a price or to buy a house by it, saying that it's that accurate, uh, but it's it gives you direction based on what has happened over the last six months moving forward over the next three. What, what someone might expect buying a house then or selling a house then, uh, and you just search via zip code and, and what your list price is, and it'll show you what the concessions are in the area. And it's awesome. That has been super helpful for, for me personally. Uh, that is all there. There's also a video on YouTube, uh, which I'll tell you, what, I'll put the link uh, underneath uh, right here and you can watch that video. It'll, the the uh, newsletter version is all written out. The video will be linked within that. And then the video will be on video showing you how to pull an export off of your MLS. Uh, what kind of information you need and then how to structure it so that you can copy and paste from the sheet that I have provided. So that one, I'm super excited about that. I, I cannot wait to hear how people are able to use that, how it helps them secure listings and convince people that the right thing to do is to move quickly, uh, especially if your market is declining. Obviously, the longer you wait, the more it declines before you close. So um, that I, I think it will be very helpful. So take a look at that if you haven't. Uh, today, I want to blow up something that um, that a lot of people believe, and it just isn't true. So uh, there's a belief out there that, uh, and let me preface this by saying, um, and I'll pause for effect. This is for people who are looking to make a long-term move. If somebody is looking to buy a house or something for six months or a year in a declining market, they need to get a pretty heavy discount up front 
to be able to unload that thing. Uh, and obviously, in a declining market, people are going to want to sell for today's price, not tomorrow's price. So that might be something that as you know, foreclosures and short sales and stuff tick up, that might be something that we see more of. But right away, like this is for people who are moving into an area and know that this is going to be, you know, five, 10 year thing for them uh, up front. So keep that in mind, five, 10 years, you know, long term move here. A lot of people think interest rates are going to continue to climb. Uh, and there's a lot of other people who think that we're in for a short term, um, you know, rates are going to decline again. Uh, we've just come out of the Federal Reserve's zero interest rate policy. Uh, there is so much money in the system right now because it was free to borrow it. So, you know, Airbnb went crazy because people could get crazy financing for it. The um, investment in Silicon Valley type startups was berserk because it was free money to go to go do that. Real estate went crazy because the payments were nothing. Uh, car prices are through the freaking roof uh, because it didn't cost any money. And it was like, you can, if you look on any social network and car stuff, you'll find car salesmen showing people who make 40 grand a year how to buy a $100,000 Escalade and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Those policies, which were, and we're learning now, very destructive uh, that the Federal Reserve did, uh, and they just kept going and going. COVID shows up, we print money like crazy, and here we are. Um, there's a lot of people who also believe that rates are going to go back down. Um, what they don't know is from 1971 through 2022, the average 30-year fixed rate was 7.8%. A healthy market for mortgages is 6.75 to 7.25. Outside of that is considered unhealthy. I looked at an assumable deal today on a VA note at 2.25%. I mean, give me a break. Like that... I don't think we're going to see those again. And if we do, uh, it would tell me the Federal Reserve is looking to inflate our national debt away. And I think the other side of that is actually really bad. That's hyperinflation and Weimar Republic stuff. Um, and we're not going to live in fear here. I, I'm not afraid of that. I, I really do believe that what the Federal Reserve is doing right now is pulling inflation out of the market, correcting their previous mistakes. We get to pay that price, of course. And and going about the process of removing inflation from the system. All of that that I just said is very boring. Uh, Long-winded version to say rates, very, very unlikely they go back down. In fact, I think it's very, very likely that they continue to climb. And I think if your landing spot that you want is inflation out of the system, true supply and demand back in real estate, uh, and a healthy mortgage market, we're going to land in the 675 to 725 after we have overcorrected. So uh, when people ask me, I do think we're going to see rates over 10%. Um, I don't think that they're going to stay there for a long time, but rates went crazy in the 70s and 80s when we were fighting inflation like this last time. Uh, and that was back when we um, the government reported differently. They changed the calculations so that our, our inflation doesn't look like that because right now it would actually be worse uh, than what we dealt with back then. So uh, it's a pretty wild time. Like I think... Uh, a lot of this work and these conversations we're having and and what I am trying to create for you uh, is to be able to walk into this with your eyes wide open and see what's happening, see what is coming and prepare your clients accordingly. Find where the opportunities are. Uh, we're going to talk about next week's theme is going to be assumable mortgages. That's 
where the opportunity in real estate uh, is going to be over the next few years, big time. Um, I think new construction, uh, when there's so much inventory there, I think that there's going to be some opportunity in that too. But it, when you say opportunity that way with what I mean, you know, it's, it's opportunity for one and for another, it's definitely not. Um, so I'd like, and I'm, I don't know. I don't, when there's blood in the streets, I don't want to celebrate that. But anyway, the um, interest rates are going to go up. And there's a belief within the system when, you know, people are expecting house prices to go down a little bit. They might think that interest rates are going to go up some, or maybe you do believe that they will. Uh, a lot of people think it's better to wait and uh, pay the higher rate and get the lower price than it is to the, to pay the higher price and get the lower rate. Now, if you look at the market over the last few years when interest rates were 2 and 3% and prices went sky high, uh, you should kind of get where I'm going with this. Um, the interest rate is far more important to the monthly cost and yearly cost of a house than the actual price is, unless you are paying cash. If you're getting a mortgage, uh, a low interest rate, uh, absolutely a fortune cheaper than a lower price. And it's kind of ridiculous how much so. So uh, like yesterday, we're gonna take a look at a sheet that I've put together so that you can see this in numbers. If you're listening in audio, I would recommend popping over to YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook, uh, peek in at this. Uh, but I will explain this as best I can over the year. So without further ado, man, I love coffee. Let's take a look. So this sheet, what we're going to do here is compare a 5% drop to a um, 1%, a 5% drop in value to a 1% increase in interest rate. So here we go. So let's say our purchase price is $500,000. Here in Denver, that would be fantastic. We'll say, oh, don't show this again for five minutes. Uh, the green box is this. You can download this sheet in the description below. Um, the green boxes are where you'll fill data and it's going to alert you every time. So 10% down on 500,000 would give you a $450,000 note and we will start at 7%. Interest rates today are a little bit lower, uh, but it's close enough. Payment on that would be $29.93 a, a month. Uh, and let's just go over five years, you would pay a hair under $180,000 uh, for that. In, oh, that's depressing. In 10 years, you would pay just under $360,000. Now, in 10 years, your principal balance, assuming you made minimum payments, would be $386,000 and change. So you would have paid almost $360,000 and you would have paid down not $75,000 worth of principal. That is the effect that interest rates have on the payment. If you go down if you go down in value, so our next one's 475,000 with a 10% down payment at 8%, it gives you a payment of 3137 basically. If you drop 10% in value and you go up 2% in rate, you're now at 9% you've got a $405,000 mortgage based on a $450,000 price and your payment is $3,258.72. At 
with a 15% drop in value, you've now got a $425,000 purchase price and your mortgage is $3,357. And if values were to drop 20% and interest rates were to go up 4%, so you'd be at 11% mortgage now, that $400,000. So at this point, your $500,000 price has moved all the way down to $400,000. Your payment would be $3,428. So 5% down, 1% increase in interest rate increases your payment, increases what you spend over a year, increases what you spend over five, and increases what you spend over 10. And the the rate at which the principal goes down is obviously similar because you're on the same the same payment plan. So um, you actually, if it's a long-term decision where if your house were to go upside down, let's say, you know, like if, if values went down 20% and you got the lower interest rate, uh, obviously your house is worth 400 grand and not 500 grand. Now there's ebb and flow to that. We know this, um, but that's, that's how things can change. If over 10 years, you're more interested in saving like actual income and the money part of it, um, it makes a lot of sense to go early, to pay a little bit higher price and not, um, and not pay more every single month, but get a little bit smaller um, uh, purchase price, we'll say. Now, if someone were to hold off for several years and we got to the, which if you got to buy a house, you got to buy a house. There's no reason to hold off a couple of years over money unless you straight up can't afford it. If you can afford it and everything, waiting 10 years to do something, do you really want to do that? I mean, your house is where you make memories with your family. It's where you build community. It's school. It's neighbors. It's fun. It's parties. It's rest. It's all of these things. So you're not simply making a financial transaction when it comes to the home that you live in or even a second home. So a couple of things worth noting. Um, obviously, we started at 7% there. Uh, if you could get in a suitable mortgage at 3%, Obviously, that is a ton cheaper. The first seven years of a mortgage are all interest. So if you get somebody who's already paid on the note for two or three years, uh, you're paying the note down way faster with less payment every month. The opportunity there is enormous. Um, another thing that has become popular over the last year as interest rates climb so quickly are buy downs, three to one buy downs and two one buy downs. Builders are offering these a lot. I have seen them again in Colorado. The price point is, you know, cocaine up the nose, crazy. Um, it's oh gosh, you just what you can get for six hundred thousand dollars here is laughable. Uh, anyway, the and those of you in other areas that are more expensive from Colorado are laughing at me. I fair enough. Um, a three to one buy down. You you essentially are paying the interest between what the market rate is and what the buy down gives you upfront. So on a three, two, one buy down, if the rate was 7%, you'll get 3% off in the first year. So you'd be at 4% interest rate the first year, 5% interest rate the, the second year, 6% interest rate the third year, and then back at seven in year four. Now this and two, one is the same thing. It's just cost less upfront because it's 5% first year, 6% the second year, third year, you start at seven. This is how you get the high price and the high rate. Uh, 
you get like the bad of both, so to speak. The discount isn't existent because you're just paying interest early. If rates were to go down and you've done one of these buy downs, the bank gets to keep all that money. You prepaid the interest. I don't think that that's a concern you need to have, but those buy downs, you know, you saw the difference, how a way smaller mortgage at a higher rate is the, is a more expensive payment. By year four, if you, if your clients are doing a three, two, one buy down, if they can't refinance out of that, they freaking hate you. So I'd be very cautious with those. Uh, they, they might look attractive up front and it's a way that you can get a cheaper payment for a while. But if the economy does contract, if the money supply contracts, if, if we go into a deflationary cycle and we see things going down while their payment is going up, you really could be putting people into a place where, um, their house is at risk and you don't, you don't want to do that in the end, you know, somebody buys a house from you and, or you help them buy a house. You want them to tell their, their friends about you. You want them to sing your praises. You want them to be happy when they see you in public and you want them to want to continue a relationship with you and work with you again in the future. You want all of that. And if you put them in a position where they hate you and they're mad at what you did to them and you convince them to do something that hurt them or God forbid they lose their house or something, that's not a position you want to put people in. So I would be very, very cautious uh, with three, two, one buy downs and two, one buy downs. If everybody goes in wide, eyes wide open and they see what it is and they can they can afford the higher payment at the at the full rate and all of that and they're comfortable with everything, then you're okay to proceed. I wouldn't sell that as a superior option because it isn't outside of the first few payments. So last thing, um, a couple of stats here for you. Uh, 2010 to 2022, without adjusting for inflation, uh, the median home price in the United States of America went up 162.75%, and our median income went up by 41.5%. That gives you an idea of how the Fed's zero interest rate policy cranked real estate prices to the moon. Um, and one last thing, I want to give you a couple of other, uh, a picture of a payment, because I've mentioned 3% assumable mortgages and that kind of stuff in here. If you had a $400,000 purchase with a 10% down payment on a 30-year fixed rate, at 3%, the payment is $1,517.77. At 7%, that same thing, that same mortgage, the payment is just a hair under $2,400. I think from 3% to 10%, it might be 11. 10 or 11% is where the payment doubles which means you're paying double the interest over the life of the loan. You're paying, well, it's more than that because the payment doubled and all of that is interest. But um, the the gap there between 3% and four, five, six, seven, eight, like it's big and it's going to widen. And if the market is, if your market is declining, what you are looking at there is why assumable mortgages are going to be the opportunity that people are after because the payment and the overall amount that you're paying each month and how quickly you're paying the mortgage down. There's just, there's no comparison. Uh, and I think, I think once the public is aware of those, that that's going to be the in-demand product uh, in the marketplace. And that's going to be the stuff that people look for first. So uh, we're early, of course. Um, but again, none of this is to give you fear. None of this is to make you scared for the future or nervous about what's coming. Uh, I'm not somebody, um, I'm not somebody who's a doomer 
who's waiting for everything to crash and, you know, I want to dance on the ashes. Uh, quite contrary. Uh, I'm a guy who has had properties foreclosed on when I was young and the 2008 thing happened. I had lost everything in advance of that. Uh, I know that experience. It's horrible. Uh, what I see is an opportunity for our industry to redeem itself. I see us as being able to guide people through something that they need a guide who can peek around the corner and show them what's coming and lead them to the right opportunity. Uh, you found the right place. You you are um, listening to this. You are looking for the way to thrive. You're looking for the way to serve your community. You are looking to build something awesome. And, and the opportunity is there. Uh, and I know you can do it. Um, I appreciate your time here today. I can't wait to meet with you again uh, tomorrow. Until then, um, I hope that you walk away from this feeling good about things. You got some ideas to rattle around in your head, uh, some conversations maybe that you want to have. Uh, and until our next cup of coffee, um, oh, hold on, before I leave, don't forget to smash the like button. Tell your friends about this. Share this uh, if, if you find value in this. Um, take a look at my website, joshbickford.com. And until, until next time, um, be well, my friend. <laughs>